Here at World Gone Good, not everything makes the final episode, and that's how we end up with this, the bonus content, where shit gets real, people. <laughs> Here's more of my conversation with my friend and author, Eric Poole, that landed on the cutting room floor. You know, growing up, if we can get a little personal, you were like me. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> were you, you and I share something in common. Both were you know, little gay boys um, uh-huh. in a time when that was not an open thing to be. Oh, for sure. And then on top of that, you had, and you still have, if you're willing to talk about it, a hearing disability. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was born deaf in one ear, which does not make, make you know, life easy when you're a kid. And, you know, all, when you have all these things where it's like you're, you know, you, you, you feel different because you know on some tiny little level within yourself that you're gay. Um, and then, uh, you know, this, this hearing thing, which, you know, it's fine if you're on my left side, but if you're on my right side, all bets are off, you know, right. and, and it just opens the door to all kinds of teasing, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough thing to, to kind of deal with, but I mean, it's not the end of the world, you know, Jane Lynch, there are, there are a lot of celebrities that, that have it too. Um, and you, you, you manage to make your way through the world just fine, but, but it, you know, it has, it has its moments. That's for sure. Do you, um, did you go inside yourself when you were young or, or did you do the opposite and become extroverted from it? Well, it's kind of a weird combo of the two. It's like, I was desperate to be noticed, but then terrified of it. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that's why I became a writer because it was a way to be noticed without having to sort of, um, put too much of yourself out there. When I was, when I was in high school and college, I was trying all kinds of things. I, I played the trumpet and I was actually, um, quite good if I could pat myself on the back. Um, and if I had stuck with it, I probably would could have made a, a real career out of it. But, um, uh, and, and then I tried, you know, all kinds of things. I was, a, I was an actor in college. I, I wanted to get into musical theater. I, I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. There were all these things. Um, and I always say I had just enough talent to get myself to the middle on most of these things. You know what I mean? And it was, it was, the, it was the writing that, that finally took over. And that's what, you know, kind of stuck and, and became something where I'd like, hey, I can make a, I can make a life out of this. Um, and I, ironically, I didn't make a life out of the books. The books came later. I made a life out of advertising, just like you did, you know. Um, right. and, and it's been a great life. And I, I doubt. I, you tell me, do you do you regret having gone down this path? Oh no no no! I you mean uh, professionally? Yeah yeah. Uh, this path came to me. I, I was I I came to L.A. wanting to be a writer, right? I yeah. wanted to be in a writer's room, and I I had some successes. I was a writer's assistant intern on Days of Our Lives. I was a on two different writing teams for MTV. Um, I wrote the show Singled Out, if anyone remembers that, and uh, Stuff Jenny, I didn't know. Jenny wow. McCarthy was on that. And then I I spun off and wrote her Jenny McCarthy. Um, she had a uh, it was called. I think it was called the Jenny McCarthy show where Jenny McCarthy, she had a sketch show and I was on that writing team. Um, but then my career dried up and I started doing plays. I started writing these one act comedies and, and sending them around. And I got a call out of the blue from the WB network saying, we'd like to meet with you. They just happen to be at one of my plays at, that I was part of a, a, a night of one acts and they saw my writing and I got a job offer for, um, six weeks that became a career that I've been doing 22 years now. Wow. Um, but, but they took a chance on me and, and that's, yeah. you know, that's the amazing thing, you know, talking about writing. Um, do you remember the first story you wrote? Um, 
I, I, you know, it started out when I was like in, in middle school or early junior high, just like writing insult notes to, to the girls in class and passing them over to them. You know, your, your boobs are so big, you could keep 18 sailors afloat in a tidal wave, that kind of stupid, <laughs> you know, stuff. And then um, in college, I, I wrote a humor column for the, the, the newspaper. And, and then I went to work uh, while I was in, in, in college for a travel agency. Um, this big corporate travel agency with like 100 employees. And, and uh, I wrote a humor column for them as well. Um, and from that, I, it led me to an ad agency job. And um, it's, this is all in St. Louis as I'm finishing college and stuff. And uh, I worked in that ad, ad agency for three years. And that was great, you know, because there's a lot of creativity, you know, if you, um, especially in a smaller agency like this, that was like, I don't know, 80 people or something. And, and uh, you got to do everything, you know, and so uh, there was a lot of creativity in that early on, but I had always wanted to write for television, I think like you, you know, and, and so a friend of mine said, let's write a spec script for the Golden Girls. So we did. And uh, um, through a friend of his, uh, we got it to Christopher Lloyd, who was one of the producers on the show at the time, he later co-created uh, Modern Family. Um, and he was kind enough to go through the whole script and check all the jokes he liked and, and was very encouraging. And we're like, woo, Hollywood's waiting, you know? So um, he, he was a lawyer. And so he got a job in a law firm in LA and I moved out without a job, but a promise of some freelance from this production company and um, commercial production company. And, um, uh, and I ended up working for them for three years. And, and, and it's, it's a kind of a long and convoluted story as to what happened, but we also had some, some early success like you did, like, uh, 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 we, we got, uh, our first agent was Ari Emanuel, who's now the head of WME. And uh, he, uh, we got into the Warner Brothers sitcom writers workshop and all this. And so there was some, some really good early stuff and then it all just fell apart. My writing partner got into drugs and he became kind of a crystal meth head and, and things went south very quickly. And, uh, and suddenly I was, you know, I didn't know what to do, you know, cause he had been my partner this whole time and I, I felt kind of lost and, you know, um, and then I over the transom to script to Tracy Ullman, who had that series Tracy takes on at HBO back right, then. Right. And, um, uh, just totally, I, I had no agent at that, at that point. And, uh, it just went, they told me later, it went on the stack that sat in the, in the conference room in the corner. And one night her husband, who was the executive producer, Alan, he, uh, went over and picked up the top script and, uh, he liked it and he brought it home to Tracy and she read it that night and they called me the next day and had me come in for a meeting and, and they were so complimentary and it was so sweet and it like completely bolstered me up again. Like, you know, maybe I can do this. They didn't have and, any And you got to meet Tracy Ullman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus. And to, to be sitting at her, with her, who I, I have such admiration for at oh, a table yeah. and she's telling me how great she thinks I am. It was just sort of surreal. But uh, anyway, but you know, I've had a lot of those stops and starts in my career. You had a lot more, like, see, you know, seemingly straight ahead, boom. You know? Yeah, and then it all fell to shit. And yeah, um, as it and does then, here, as know? it does, right? And then I had I had three very difficult years, two and a half very, very, very difficult years. So many phone calls from my parents saying, "Come on back home," and my dad yeah. saying, "We'll get you your old job back at Ace Hardware that you had when you were seventeen. <laughs> right, right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk more soon. Until then, be good.